Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solution-focused insights for healthcare executives, with new episodes airing every Tuesday. I'm Chris Cheney, and I'm the Senior Clinical Care Editor for Health Leaders. In today's episode, we'll be discussing behavioral health issues with Chris Beamish, Vice President of Integrated and Outpatient Mental Health and Addiction Services at Minneapolis-based M-Health Fairview. Chris, thanks so much for being here. Great to be here, Chris. Thank you. Let's get into our discussion. In recent years, there has been an increase in demand for mental health services nationally. Has M-Health Fairview experienced an increased demand for mental health services? We certainly have. The need for mental health in our communities has grown year over year. We've seen a 15% increase in the referrals that we receive from primary care compared to the same time last year. The demand for our services is really driven by a multitude of societal changes and challenges that we faced over the last two to three years. We all lived through the unrest, the social unrest and the fear of the pandemic and had losses to the ways that we lived our lives. Our kids attended school online, we delayed seeking preventative medical care. We worked from home. This isolation resulted in developmental delays for our kids in our sports and our education and in their relationships. We all developed new behaviors to help us sustain a connection through social media and that real loss of connection had a big impact on all of us and we're starting to see that play out in lots of ways. There's many studies that are showing the overuse of apps like Facebook contributing to increased depression and anxiety, especially in our teens. And we've also seen studies that are showing increased level of aggression uh, in our youth and rising suicide rates since 2021. Over the past one to two years, our institutions and health systems are really starting to feel the after effects of the pandemic and trying to make up for these detriments to our health and well-being. And as a result, we're really starting to serve a more acute patient population in our health system than ever before. Well, side to all of this, I think, is that there's been a pretty big change in worldview and that society is starting to show more compassion, more acceptance, and reducing the stigma for mental health care. So in some ways, it's beginning to become easier to talk about and easier to seek help. We're all human. We're all fallible. We all have struggles in our existence. And what are the drivers of demand for mental health services among adults? I think for for adults, we're starting to see that there's a lot more aggression. There's more autism that we're seeing and often seeking help when they're in crisis. And so we're trying to get more education out to our um, communities about how they can seek services more, more easily. Excellent. What are the keys to success in offering mental health services in the outpatient setting? Mental health care systems really have to remove the complexity of navigating their continuum of health care by uh, really helping to educate providers and patients on the easiest ways to seek care. It's really important for us to consider all the potential ways that patients might fall through the cracks as a health system. We know that seeking help can be difficult when you're feeling depressed or anxious, and our teams need to be able to identify those patients who might need a little bit of extra support and really just help hold the hope for them until they're ready to hold it for themselves. And every service on that mental health care continuum that we offer 
has to know when a patient might be better served at a lesser or higher level of care, have that conversation with the patient. And this really includes uh, having an engaged primary care team, an ED or emergency department team, inpatient mental health team, and our specialty mental health services all working closely together. Because these transitions in care allow us to have more throughput and continually serve the right patients at the right time. And that optimizes outcomes as well. And how can you facilitate those transitions of care? We do, we do that in a multitude of ways. And in some ways we do that through the electronic medical record, through referral. In other ways, we might do it through warm handoffs. And that's really the best case scenario that we are meeting with the patient in one level of care, are able to introduce or hand off directly to that next level of care through a warm handoff where they have a familiar face and they know who they're gonna connect with ongoing for that next level of care. That, that breaks down some of the fear of the transition and makes it easier for our patients to follow through. Great. How are you shortening wait times for access to mental health services? We've really taken a multimodal approach to this complex problem as well. Um, first, we've grown our integrated primary care behavioral health services this is a team that's made up of masters and doctoral level mental health professionals who are working in primary care. They function as a primary care provider, but for mental health and addiction services. So they have same day availability. They provide a generalized assessment. They do brief interventions. They refer patients to the higher levels of care as they're indicated. So, so very functioning very much like a primary care provider with those briefer visits as well. Um, seeing patients in exam rooms and meeting patients where they're at. So that really normalizes uh, mental health care for patients. Second, we've developed a collaborative care psychiatry service, and that's really working closely in partnership with our primary care partners. We know that 80% of psychiatric medications are prescribed by primary care. So we developed a model that supports this practice and reinforces it. So as our PCPs, refer to our CCPS service. Our psychiatry team sees the patient on average three to five visits to get them initiated on medications, stabilize the patient, and then return them to the primary care provider for ongoing med management. That, that continual throughput allows us to have improved access. Uh, thirdly, we developed a transition service to support patients who are waiting to be served by a higher level of care. So this team is, is designed to provide brief care for patients as they're uh, waiting to get in for maybe a IOP level of care or a partial hospitalization. Uh, lastly, we developed a network of providers across the state who allow us to directly schedule our mHealth Fairview patients with them. And this is one thing that makes us unique as a health system and, and gives us strength to really cut down those wait times as well. Um, when our scheduling team has a referral that they're working on with the, the patient, they might be doing an outbound call to the patient to schedule the appointment, or maybe it's an inbound call for a service that we offer. Our scheduling team is able to, to offer the patient our mHealth therapy first services. And if we're not able to get the patient in within a time frame, location, or for a specialty that was requested by the patient, our scheduling team in that same phone call can directly schedule the patient into a community network provider schedule 
And that seamless phone call and process really promotes timely access and removes the barriers for the patient to accessing care. Excellent. Do you offer emergency mental health services? We do. We have um, an empath, which is uh, really a, a unique model, really leading the nation in the way that we, we take care of patients who are in crisis. It's a, a, a part of our emergency department, but a more uh, mental health friendly setting. And we are working at this time also recognizing that there's more and more patients who are seeking um, care in our emergency departments and boarding, waiting for an inpatient bed. We're aiming to in, in, improve the care that we provide in our emergency departments by delivering an inpatient level of care in the ED. Uh, so that's work that we're we're designing right now and hoping to roll out in the fall. Great. Nationwide, there are shortages of mental health professionals such as psychiatrists. How do you rise into the challenge of retaining and recruiting mental health professionals? So this is a, a huge challenge for us. And every year we add new positions to our team to support the increased demand for our services. We've faced the same challenges that many other health systems have faced with recruitment. And our service line has really approached this twofold. Um, we're really committed to retaining the employees that we have today and developing our future workforce. And so first, you know, to improve retention, what we've done is put together a competitive pay and, pay and benefits package. Uh, our team developed um, an employee engagement survey also that went out to all uh, mental health and addiction care team members. Uh, and it goes out on a quarterly basis. So we've had two rounds of data so far. And what it does is it has a question that's asking them, if you were offered a, a job in another healthcare system with the same role and same benefits, would you take it? And that data told us a lot about where our employees are at. And um, we're listening and we're, our goal is to see 100% of employees say they would choose to work here. Now, also being an academic health system, our approach has been to create the best possible training program for uh, learners and to grow our future workforce. And so we work closely with the School of Nursing to, to place APPs, uh, um, an APRN position in, in our psychiatric settings. And we work with uh, the schools of social work to hire more or to, to offer more training opportunities for um, graduate level licensed mental health professionals. So over the past 18 months, we've seen our lead time to hire a new mental health professional decrease from 145 days to just 64 now. And so we've really been investing in clinical supervision and hiring trainees and as such, we've, we've seen that lead time go down. And to, to create the best possible clinical practice opportunity for a learner, we have researched and really committed to developing a program that meets the expectations of the modern day workforce. Um, we know that people are looking for um, positions where they have opportunities for growth and where they feel invested in and where they have a good connection to their, their supervisor. And we're committed to making MHealth Fairview the best place to work and to receive care. Chris, it's been wonderful talking with you. Thanks again, Chris, for this opportunity. Thank you for listening to the Health Leaders Podcast.